Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 therefore laying aside falsehood speak truth each one of you with his neighbor for we are members of one another for his name's sake prescribe truth we giving you what the doctor ordered jamal bandy apologist the lord's servant we undeserve it but christ changed our mind frame in a world full of errors the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth Welcome back, everybody, to Prescribed Truth Podcast. I'm Jamal Banny, your host, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or calling me at 801-980-6333. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, you can do so for only a dollar or more a month. You can really support the stream and the, the podcast and everything. If you mind joining me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth, the link should be in the description of this podcast that you're listening to or down in the description of the video you're watching. Uh, so I really greatly appreciate it. If not, I definitely appreciate your prayers on tonight. I didn't do my normal live stream that I do on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays uh, because I had spent, I was spending some time with family and therefore, I didn't want to put much pressure on myself. And so I was like, well, hey, I can still record this episode later on and still release it for you guys in a timely fashion. So that is what we're doing. And so, um, so yeah, so I'm uh, we're doing a podcast. Um, this episode, we're going to be dealing with the claim from Hebrew Israelites that Esau was a white man. Mm-hmm. We revisiting that topic. Also, the claim that Edomites are white people. Or white people are descendants of Edomites and so on and so forth. We're going to look at that. So we're going to look at the foundational scripture where this claim comes from. We're going to do our best to break it down. This is a diagnosed error. And with all errors, we distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes. All right. So if you have your Bibles, if you don't mind, turn to Genesis 25, 25. And we'll be looking directly at there. And I would like to um, build some context. This is dealing with the birth of Esau and Jacob. And so uh, starting at verse 19, it says there are, uh, I'm sorry, it says these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son, Abraham fathered Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, of Paddan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah his wife conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Now, just off of this, the claim 
is that when the description is given of Esau, that he was red all over, that this is talking about skin complexion. And so referring to white people, they have some, they tend to have a flush look when they're hot or when they're angry, whatever the case may be. It's this flush red look. And therefore, this has to be white people. Like Esau had to be born white. And therefore, everyone else is black. And keep in mind, Hebrew Israelites believe that Adam was black, that um, they they are, uh, that I guess um, Jacob had to be black as well, Rebecca had to be black, and so on and so forth. And so the claim of the Hebrew Israelites is that you have a black man, black woman, who are having twins, and these twins are somehow black and white. So one black, one white. Because of one thing, one word, red, given what Esau. Now, I want to look at this verse closely and just see, is this really saying that Esau's skin color was red? I mean, it does say the first came out red, all his body. I'm leaving out some parts um, purposely, but it does say it's red, all his body. So, like, how does that not mean that he was red, right? I mean, what else is red? I mean, black people, we're not red. You know, it's probably like a, like a brown or, you know, say whatever kids may be. But we're not red. But, you know, white people, they get red, right? So it must be them. And so I want to look at this. Now, the first argument that I'm going to make, and I did this on a Facebook Live before. And I, I made this argument and, and a, a guy gave me some pushback. A Hebrew Israelite gave me a push, gave me some pushback, but it was non-substantial. <laughs> it, it really was. Um, as a matter of fact, the argument for uh, two black people having birth to a one black child and a white one, as far as twins, though. Now, keep in mind, I said twins. When did this happen? The scripture says twins. But the picture he showed me, he, he sent me a picture of uh, two black parents who end up having an albino child along with a black child too. And so that was his argument. But albino people, they're not white. They're not Caucasian. That's not their ethnicity. Or they wouldn't be classified as a Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? So that wouldn't make any sense because if that's the case, then you, you miss you're saying that Esau was albino and not necessarily white, which would then ruin the argument that they have. Um anyway, that's what he tried to do. That's what he attempted to do. And so Anyway, you have these twins that are being born. Keep this in mind. Twins that are born. They're supposed to be identical. The only difference between Esau and Jacob, as far as their looks go, and read this in the rest of the, if you read the rest of the scripture concerning when Esau sells his birthright, which we're going to get there. The only difference between the two is that one was hairy and the other one wasn't. There's something about that hair. Something about it. One was hairy and one wasn't. And then they had differences in their tone, their voice. Um, you know, Jacob, not yeah, not Jacob, uh, Isaac ended up saying, hey, you feel like my son Esau, but I hear Jacob, you know, and I'm paraphrasing that. But so you see the difference between these two twins is that one was hairy, one was smooth as far as the skin. And we don't know if the scripture doesn't tell us is it because Jacob may have shaved or not, or whatever the case may be, or that Esau was just a hairy man. He just he just was more hairy than anyone else. You know, we're not told that much information. But anyway, in verse 25, when it says the first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau. Now, Esau doesn't mean red. Esau means rough. Keep this in mind, y'all, like, listen to this. Hear this out. 
Esau's name means rough, like rough handling, like something that's sensitive to touch, something dealing with the senses of touch, nothing dealing with the sight of something being a different color or being a color red or any of that. Dealing with touch is rough. But then the description says red all his body like a hairy cloak. So what's why would the author, why would the author say that he was red like a hairy cloak if he's des- if he's describing his skin color? This is just like in the uh, scripture in the Revelation. When we have a description of Jesus that people try to claim that he was a black man, he had skin like bronze and then um, that's being burned in the fire or his hair was like white wool, like snow. And so you, you hear this, this terminology, but see in Revelation, it is, it's describing the color of his hair. It says his hair was like white wool like snow and it and even then it wasn't it wasn't describing texture it was giving us a color his hair was white and you see people misread revelation and say well he it's talking about his hair was like wool so it had a kind of texture like wool and fluffy like snow but that's not what that text was giving us it was giving us the color the color like white wool like snow so you can compare so just like here in Genesis 25 25 it says he was red all his body like a hairy cloak. So why did it say like a red cloak? I mean, I mean, that would have been sufficient, right? We're talking about skin color. If it was said, well, his body was red, like a red pale or a red this or red that, you know, but that's not what it described. It said like a hairy cloak. So instead of describing Esau's skin color, it was actually describing his hair upon birth. So now there are cases in the uh, in the world where newborns are born with hair. We're actually all born with hair. Actually, we are. Uh, we're born. We have hair in the womb that's protecting us, and it usually sheds off before we're born. But in some cases, babies are born with hair. I mean, hairy, not just hair on their head, but hair over their bodies. And this is called lenugo. All right, lenugo. All right. Now put a link. Now, as a matter of fact, I will put a link to that website in the description as well of the YouTube video. Uh, for people who want to check it out and also um, in the show notes for those who listen to podcasts. But that's what it's called, Lanugo. And it's a, and it's a common thing. It's nothing that's rare. It's not a um, a thing that's, you know, means a disease or something that's wrong with someone. It's a common thing for infants to be born with, with hair. And it's usually, according to the, the definition of it or the description of it, is that it's usually unpigmented. That means that it doesn't usually come out with a color. It's really thin. You know, it's, it's really small, but it's usually unpigmented. I saw a picture of an Indian family who's um, newborn baby was born with like dark black hair. I mean, but a newborn baby, dark black hair all over his body, you know. And so in this case with Esau, he was born with a reddish hair. And that's, I want to get into that word red. The word used for red there is Adami. Adami. I don't know if it's Admoni. I, I pronounced that wrong. Admoni. And that's the word, that's the word that's used for the red color. That's given us given to us in Genesis 25, 25. So the first came out Admoni, all his body like a hairy cloak. And so that word means reddish, right? So it wasn't that it was a straight blood red or anything like that. It was it was reddish to his color. All right, but it was but it was describing his hair, not his skin complexion. Now the word Admoni 
can mean red is dealing with hair or complexion. So it can mean either one of those things. So it's possible that this could have meant his complexion, but given the context, and this is why context is always key. Given the context, this is describing his hair, not his skin color. Now, there is an instance where this word is used describing complexion and is described of King David. The same exact Hebrew word is used of King David in first Samuel 16, 12. It says David was described um, as being ruddy. And that word used for ruddy in the Hebrew is admoni, means a reddish complexion. Right. But the reason why it's of skin color with David and not with Esau is because ruddy happen when a person looks ruddy, which would have like flush or what it could be like they're red as far as their skin, skin complexion can happen when they've been working outside and it's under the heat. And so in David's case, he was a shepherd. So what was he doing when they called him in? He was out dealing with the sheep. He was tending to the sheep. He was outside working. And so when it says when he came in, he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes. That's how first Samuel describes him. He was ruddy with beautiful eyes. All right. So it's possible that the reason why he was described as being ruddy, if we're being fair to the text, is because he had just come from being out dealing with the sheep. Not so much as dealing with his skin color or anything like that. All right. So I just want to be fair to the text there. I don't want to make the argument and saying, well, if you're going to say this about Esau, what do you also got to say about David? The context for David is going to it gives us more answers than the fact that he's just talking about that he was born ruddy. Right. Because we're not told he was born ruddy. We just know when he came out from dealing with the sheep, he was ruddy. And this can be black people can be ruddy. Whites can be ruddy in this sense as far as being flush, like when you're when you're blushing, anything like that. Light people of lighter complexions, myself, um, if I be out in the sun long enough, I turn red and I'll be ruddy. All right. Um, white people, the same thing of lighter complexions. And even there are some some beautiful black skinned people who eventually they can be ruddy, too. It'd be like a dark red, you know, this reddish. Right. That's what it means. And so this was the same word that was used for David. In first Samuel sixteen twelve. Now, it's interesting to me that the English rendering of that word is ruddy, right? But I felt like if the author really wanted to communicate that we're talking about, hey, this is how he is all the time, like this is um, you know, what he was and everything else, then or it would have used the root word, which was Adam. All right. So it sounds like Adam, like we said like we hear in Genesis one, but it's Adam which would be more closely related to that flush look, you know what I'm saying? That he coming from outside and everything else. That'd be more closely related to it. And so I'm making an argument here for two things dealing with David. And I hope you hear me and I hope I make this clear that I believe that the reason why we see Admani used for David in first Samuel is because he had came out from dealing with sheep, you know, but that word Admani can be used of dealing with complexion, which that is what happens. You change complexion because of the sun. But as far as being ruddy, just periods, just like straight ruddy, then I feel like the word would have been Adam because this would have showed like, hey, this is what he always was, like a blood flush look. Like it was, it was always there. Not necessarily meaning that this would mean that he's still white. You know, same thing with Esau. This would not mean that the person was white in complexion or, you know, far as born white, anything else. It just means that they have a flush look. You know, this is what this describes. This word describes. All right. So, yeah. And so I real quick, what I wanted to do 
is looking at these words is so interesting to me, how we look at the root word being Adam, and then how we get to Adam, we see in Genesis 1, and then we get to Admani, and then we get to other words that are used from this, this similar root. And everything is dealing with red in color. But the main thing that I want to show is that when it comes to Esau, when it comes to Esau, it it's, it has to be dealing with his hair, not his skin color, because of the context. Now, let's go on further dealing with Edomites. Like, why was Esau called Edom in the first place? Was it because he was red? I mean, did it have anything to do with his hair at this point? You know, did it? And that's what I want to look at. And so I continue to read, and we just go off, we just go down a few verses. And so we go down to verse 29, which talks about, they're, you know, this kind of speeds up the time when they're grown and they're older, whatever the case may be. Matter of fact, we'll, matter of fact, from verse 25, we'll read on. So it says, the first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, verse 20, 29 goes into the uh, discussion of selling Esau's birthright. And so it says, once, verse 29, once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Now, the word used for red there is different than the word used for red concerning Esau's hair color. The word, remember the word for Esau's, as far as his red, for dealing with his hair, his hair color was admani. All right. That was that Hebrew word. For this red stew that's being described here, that word is adon, like adon, like you're saying adon. All right. And so that word means rosy, red, ruddy. Once again, you see ruddy used again. So it seems like the word ruddy is interchangeable through all these words, you know, these different Hebrew words or rendering of these words. But in this particular verse, this word simply means red. It's describing red stew. So this is actually giving this color of the stew, red. It's red and it's ruddy, a rosy color, whatever the case may be. All right, so that's just an interesting fact. It's a different word altogether from the one used describing Esau and King David. So he said, let me have, let me eat some of that red stew for I'm exhausted. Therefore, therefore his name was called Edom. All right. Now, does it say that his name was called Edom because of his red, hairy hair? I mean, head, red, hairy body. No. Was it saying that he was called Edom because his skin complexion is red or reddish? You know, no. no so it's dealing with the fact that it was red stew that he sold his birthright for. So this was a nickname for Esau. His name is Esau. But this nickname given to him is now Edom. Right? Now, what does Edom mean? Now, we looked at Esau. I didn't show it on the screen, but if you look at it, Esau name, the name means rough. But what does Edom mean? If we look at Edom, according to the Hebrew, Edom, right? As we pronounce Edom. And it just, and it means Red. That's what it means. Red. All right. So you have the word for the red stew being red. 
right? Another rendering from that, that similar root. But it comes from, it was that root? Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, oh, that's, that's beautiful. I didn't even recognize it before. But so Edom is actually an extension of the root word for the red that described the stew. Now, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So for root word for Edom is Adon, and both means red. So that is why he's called Edom, because of the red stew. It had nothing to do with skin color. Had nothing to do with his red hairy hair. Matter of fact, we know his hair that we know he was a hairy man. But going forward, I don't really know or remember if the scripture tells us that his hair will continue to be red when he got older. We just know he was hairy because um, Lenugo like sheds off eventually. Even if you're born with it, when you first come out, it usually sheds, and then you'll grow your regular hair. You know that you will have. But we do know that he was still hairy. Don't necessarily know if he continued on with hairy red hair. I mean, red hair. I say hairy red hair. We don't know if he continued with the red hair as far as all over his body. But we do know he was a hairy man, given how um, this is uh, when he when it came time for Isaac to bless his sons. He meant to bless Esau, but he blessed Jacob instead because of the hair that he felt. You know, saying so that's 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 um, concerning that. All right. So now the descendants of Esau, which always, according to the prophecy was that the older would serve the younger and the older sold his birthright. And so every descendant of Esau called Edomites based on the fact that he sold his birthright for red stew. That's what it is. Then it goes on further and it says, um, Jacob said, sell me your birthright now. Verse 32 says, Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? And Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Verse 34. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. Now, lentils are legumes. You know, if I pronounce them right, legumes or legumes, however you pronounce that. But they're like beans, you know what I'm saying? And there are uh, shades of them that are red. You know, so that's what he had. He had lentil stew, some bean stew. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So don't want to take, didn't want to take a lot of time with reading this. I had planned on maybe have going through first Samuel 16. Um, but that's, I mean, the only thing we want to look at there is the fact that it described David as being ready. And, you know, the fact he came from outside in which you can read that on your own time if you would like to. But that's basically what that was about as far as referring to first Samuel. The, the thing here, the two arguments I'm making here is that Esau or white people cannot be based on just this description, descendants of Edomites, because one Genesis 25 verse 25 is not referring to red being his skin color, but rather the hair that he was born with. It was, it was reddish, not necessarily full red. As we looked at the other words for red, if something was truly red, like the red stew, right? And um, Edom being red. If we're looking at something being just the color being straight red, then it would have been that would have been a different word used for Esau's for the uh, description of Esau. But instead, it was reddish, right? And Lanugo is sometimes without complex. I mean, without um, uh, pigment. So it could have been where it was a light red or you know like a brownish red looking kind of like a, you know just looking reddish when he was born but it was very thin and it shed eventually what it may be i mean that's that's just a scientific that's just a that's a technical term for what actually goes on when a baby is born you know and so it's not given his skin color and so i just think 
that right there is a fail. Using that verse to say that white people are the descendants of Esau based on that verse is a fail. And also to call them Edomites will also be a fail because Edom, the fact of being Edom or being of Edom is dealing with him selling his birthright for red stew and not because he was born red. All right. So those are those are two misconceptions and misinterpretations of the text that drives this bad idea, this bad premise of white people, you know, being uh, being a descendants of Esau. All right. So I hope this, this wasn't very long, but I do hope that it was helpful. Uh, if you would like to uh, follow up with me about this, please comment um, on the video or comment in the uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to and give me your thoughts. You can email me with your thoughts if you have any pushback. For those of you who are Hebrew Israelites and you think that I misquoted this text or thinking I'm off the off the script or the case may be, please feel free to reach out to me. I don't mind. We're, we can definitely talk about it and break it down even more. All right. So with that being said, I do hope that you enjoy the rest of your week. And I hope to see you again, Lord willing, um, this Saturday for the subscriber chat and hangout if you're watching on YouTube. And if not, then next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for the Prescribed Truth podcast on next week. So remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. Can you answer the following questions for your children or for the person to whom you are witnessing? Number one, is the New Testament reliable? Two, can you explain the Trinity to me? Three, how is Jesus both God and man? And a slew of other questions you will be able to answer if you get Andrew Rappaport's new book, What Do We Believe? It will help you a ton. Get your copy at whatdowebelievebook.com, whatdowebelievebook.com.